There it is. There is a sound to the bell for round number 11. Pacific Coast Boxing Falls. Here we go. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos aligado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Alfonso Ruiz with, of course, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? You know, just ready to talk about... Uh some boxing coming up this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We got, um, there's like three. It's actually, I would say, a pretty stacked um, boxing um, event or bo- uh-huh. boxing cards this weekend, I should say, right? Three three full cards, decent fights, nothing great, but, yeah. there's some, but there's some pretty good fights coming up. We're also just a couple of weeks away from our return to the ring somewhat, right? Yeah. Um, going to the Dignity Sports Park Health Center. I think I got it right this yeah. time. I think I call it the Infinity Center, whatever the heck it yeah. is. But I think it's the Dignity Sports Park, right? Yeah. But yeah, man, we've got three cards coming up. Um, you've got, of course, the Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. Not too excited about that one, but you got Regis Progreas. Uh, you got Demetrius Andre in action on the zone, and, and then you got Tony Harrison. So three pretty decent cards. I mean, yeah. from a fight fan's perspective, right? Um, nothing certainly to, uh, to, to shy away from as far as the television. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it definitely, um, you know, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, Triller's follow-up yeah. to the Mike Tyson one. You know, this one, yeah. it's not going to do as well. You know, the, I think the ratings will definitely show yeah. without Mike Tyson, you know, it's a little bit of a harder sell. No, no, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson is the sell, yeah. right? I mean, he could show up at, you know, at the mall, right? Mm-hmm. And and whatever and give away candy canes and there's going to be hundreds of thousands of fans packing that place. Yeah. So, uh but before we move on Rick round number 11, right? I'm going to keep the theme of mm-hmm. bringing up some of the great all-time uh fights yeah. that ended in each round. I got to tell you, Rick, this this fight right here, round 11 and kind of a tribute to you too. Mm-hmm. So I want you to know that it was it was well thought of. Yeah. Okay. So this round, this fight ended in round eleven with an absolute um, brilliant performance by Antonio Margarito knocking out um, Miguel Cotto uh-huh. in two thousand eight. Uh, round eleven, Rick. That, that was back in July two thousand eight. Yeah. Amazing fight. Finished him in, in round number. In fact, yeah. and here's the thing, right? I didn't realize this. Cotto was thirty two and zero at the time. Oh like, yeah. That yeah. was Cotto's yeah. first loss. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, brilliant fight by Antonio Margarita. Executed his um, strategy to perfection. Yeah, that night. Yeah, no, no, definitely. You know the, uh, you know the trainer did a good job of loading up those uh, plaster hand wraps, <laughs> and uh, you know taking out Miguel Cotto. Um, you know it. Uh, it I knew it, you were going to go there. Everyone pretty much knows. You know that that that's what happened. I knew you were going to go there, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. But it's kind of like. You know, is it the Indian or the arrow, uh-huh. right? So here's the thing, you know, you're a softball, baseball guy, yeah. you know. So you could give, like, it's like the whole steroids discussion, right? You could give somebody a juiced bat, a bat mm-hmm. that's completely corked, right? But yeah. don't you still got to square up on the ball, though? Um, Yeah, you but, know? Uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, if the bat's corked, you know, you only have to hit it. You know, half as hard. And Just it's going saying. Out. You know, I, I thought. I uh, thought. Yeah, there was that little controversy about yeah. the gloves, but uh, you know, it, it diminished the brilliant performance by Antonio uh-huh. Margarito in uh, completely dismantling Miguel Cotto, the thirty-two and zero Miguel Cotto. Yeah, no, um, you know, definitely Cotto. You know, came back. 
you know, in the in the even fight where nobody had you know loaded hand wraps. Yes. Um, you know, and won that fight, but uh, you know, 2011, he and, he beat him in the ninth round. Yeah, and Antonio Margarito, you know, he was an avoided fighter. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Mayweather, you know, never never tried to fight him. Yeah. You know, he wait. He, um, yeah, especially he waited until he lost. Then especially in those times, him. yeah. And yeah. and all kidding aside, yeah, that yeah. was absolutely dirty yeah. for Margarito <laughs> to have used those gloves. Yeah, that's you talk about, you know, the very. The worst thing you can do is, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you can low blow, right? You could throw elbows, but at least the fighter, the opponent has the opportunity to respond accordingly, right? Yeah. But when somebody's, you know, removing the horse hair from the gloves, a la, you know, Panama Lewis, yeah. right? That's just a whole different thing. May God Cotto, the consummate gentleman. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Rick, yeah, sorry to bring back bad memories, but yeah, that no. fight ended in round number 11. Yeah. That was a very memorable fight. Here's an interesting thing about Miguel Cotto that I didn't realize. Do you know where he was actually born? I know where he, where he's from, his heritage, but you know where he was born actually? Uh, no. Where? Providence, Rhode Island. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. the same place where uh, Demetrius Andrade yeah. is also from Providence, Rhode Island. But I thought about it, Rick. So they're both from Providence, Rhode Island. But who's the most famous fighter from Pro- uh, Providence, Rhode Island? Oh, it would be the pride of Providence. That's exactly right, Peter Manfredo. Peter Manfredo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same yeah. thing. I thought the same thing as I was getting ready to prep for the show, you know? Yeah. I said, wow, look at that. You know, there's, you know, Miguel Cotto, surefire, should be a Hall of Famer, and yeah. he will be. Demetrius Andrade, current champion, uh-huh. both born from, you know, in, in Providence, Rhode Island, but the only guy I can remember is the pride of Providence. Yeah, no, everyone knows, you know, the pride of Providence. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly you know, right. Nobody knows Demetrius Andrade is from, you know, Providence, Rhode Island. No, not no. at all. But we know Peter Manfredo, yeah. man. All right, Rick, sorry. So we'll move on from okay. round number, that was round number 11, okay? Yeah. Um, we'll see what round number 12 brings. Remember, yeah. we go 15 full rounds here, uh-huh. right? We don't mess around. We we don't stop at 12 rounds here. We're still old school. So we got um, a lot of the fights. We're going to cover the fights that happened over the weekend. Yeah. Probably the biggest fight was the Joe Smith winning, shocker, winning the WBO uh-huh. version of the light That's heavyweight lo- championship. Lock of the week, by the way. I know, lock of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't look so good early on, uh-huh. Rick. And I'm going to tell you something, yeah. and we're going to cover it later on. Unbelievable how lopsided <laughs> the ESPN announcers were to Joe Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why the fight had to even take place is beyond me. Okay, they may as well have just had the belt already in Smith's corner. Mm -hmm. The judges probably already had the scorecards filled out. I'll get into that. Okay, but we're going to cover that. Um, A couple other fights that took place over the weekend. And then, of course, we have um, some again, the three cards that are taking place. Yeah. Um, some pretty decent ones. Like I already mm-hmm. mentioned uh, from Providence, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, you got Demetrius Andrade. And then you got some uh, some rumbling on other fights that are taking place. Um, our guy, Raul Lizarraga, uh-huh. 3-0. and Yeah. Big knockout south of the border. And uh, how long did this, uh, this fight last? This one was 12 seconds, okay. Rick. 12 seconds. Unfortunately, right, in the world of boxing, as I know you know, as a very mm-hmm. astute boxing fan, Boxing is not like baseball, yeah. right? I mean, if you were to, if I were to say, you know, who has the most hits in baseball? It's Pete Rose, yeah. right? Most home runs, most you know, Cy Young, most strikeouts. Every, you, we could just rattle off the records. Not in boxing, yeah, no, not in boxing. You got to do some digging. You got to do some digging, yeah. and there could be some fight that took place in some obscure yeah. country that was sanctioned by some, right? That was that was a legal fight, and it took place at you know atom weight or you know minimum weight, and the knock. So who knows, right? Yeah, I will say this. Yeah, 
Laruli Saraga, um, hundred and uh, I believe he's fighting at one hundred sixty eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, right? He took care of business in uh, in twelve seconds. Um, Lazaro uh, is fighting again May 1st. on May first. Yeah. I know, of course. It just always happens to coincide when we've got yeah. stuff going on, man. But anyways, he's five and zero, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to you know seeing the competition step up there. Anyways, folks, we got a lot going on. So we got the fights that happened this weekend. You're going to want to hear our take. We got the fights coming up this weekend and then a lot of other things, a lot of uh, some action in the 122-pound division. We got some fights that are made right here, May 15th. Can't wait for that. They haven't, uh, tickets are not on sale yet, but when they do, we'll be there. Anyways, folks, Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Let's get into this. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. I'm going to mention again, Rick, um, my uh, folks that are building the website, it's getting close. Yeah. I'm going to get a preview of the website tomorrow. Okay. So pretty excited about that. It's going to have, like I said, a lot of information, our bio, how to get a hold of us, all of the podcasts, uh, archived, email, all that. Yeah. It's just much easier for folks to uh, to relate to us and and and, and everything like that, mm-hmm. man. But you know, you were saying earlier about uh, you know Antonio Margarito, you know, yeah. and he was a tough fighter, yeah, right. Um, fought a lot of that of those guys, you know. What I'm saying he beat, you know, knocked out Kermit Centrone, mm-hmm. um, uh, lost to Dan, no decision against Daniel Santos, but he fought a uh, loss to Paul Williams at the Home Depot Center. Uh-huh. Um, back in 2007, uh, he fought Centrone twice, lost to Shane Mosley, you know? Yeah, that, that was the uh, the fight where he got caught with the uh, with the reps. Right, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. Of course, and then he lost to Pacquiao, lost to Miguel Cotto in the, uh, in, in the rematch. So he was one of those guys, right, that uh, beat Frankie Randall, of course, way after mm-hmm. Randall was, you know, was in his prime. Beat- Beat Sergio Martinez. Right, beat Sergio Martinez. Yeah. That's right. Back in uh, 2000. I, I want to say that was uh, Martinez's first loss. Uh, I, in fact, it was. Yeah. Sergio Martinez was 16-0 and 0 at the time. So, yeah, he was one of those guys. Like He was a quality fighter, and mm-hmm. he didn't have to resort to that. Like He was tough, right? Yeah. Right on, right on that brink. But, uh, yeah, but, but I always enjoyed watching him fight. Tried making a comeback, right? He beat Canelo's brother. Uh-huh. And then uh, Carson Jones back in 2017, but we haven't heard from him since. Yeah, no, he he had that bad uh, eye injury that uh, you know yeah. happened in the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, yeah, and that was pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Rick. So let's uh, let's get into the fights that happened this weekend. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll start off with the uh, Joe Smith Jr. fight. Uh, yes, he got the uh, majority decision over uh, Maxim Vlasov. Yes, um, you know the ESPN uh, announcers seem to. Feel like he he rallied late and was able to pick up those uh, championship rounds and get that fight. Yeah, he rallied by simply showing up to the fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know that was his rally by yeah. simply showing up. Okay, listen. First of all, we are big Joe Smith fans, yeah. right? I am, and I know you are as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting when he shows up, right? Yeah. Um, in your face, right? Punches and bunches. Uh, no nonsense, pack a lunch, um, you know, still has a job, union guy, mm-hmm. all that. We love the story. Okay, who cares, right? When you're in the squared circle, right, it's you against your opponent. It's 12 rounds of who can who can win the fight. Um, Rick, it was, I, they, okay, the, 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 he is the cash cow for that 
for ESPN and that whole division. Yeah. Right? Of course they need him to win in order to set up that fight with Beater BF. Mm -hmm. Right? And I tell you, man, it was just ridiculous listening to the announcers in that fight. Yeah. Okay? Now, did he win or Vlasov win? It was a close fight. Yeah. You could easily have given that to Vlasov. Okay? Vlasov was absolute dominating rounds. Okay? The worst. And I'll tell you, go back and watch it if you don't remember. Go back and watch round number six. Yeah. Vlasov giving him an absolute boxing lesson Mm -hmm. all around the ring, okay? And then he has him against the ropes, Rick. Four, five, six-punch combinations, okay? Making Joe Smith look like an amateur, okay? Guess who Andre Ward gives the round to? (laughs) Joe Smith. Yeah. Yeah, two rounds in a row. Absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah. Um, You know, and I I reviewed the the boxing... uh, the judges' scorecards after the fight. Yeah. And I guess nine rounds were, like, unanimous. Like, it was one way or the other. I think yeah. uh, the nine nine rounds, I think five of them went to uh, Joe Smith. Who had, four, yeah, they'll go Four ahead. of them went to uh, Vlasov. And then, okay. then there were, you know, yeah. the other three rounds where yeah. it was kind of like, uh, you know, Joe Smith won a couple. Yeah. Vlasov won the other. Yeah. Um, and so that's why there was the uh, discrepancy. Yeah. And I could see that, like yeah. I said. I mean, I, I could see that because it, when and when you looked at the punch stat, right, um, it was either even or Joe Smith landed more punches, yeah. right? So I, I get it. But again, you know, if you're watching and listening to the telecast, you would think that Joe Smith yeah. was just completely dominating this guy. And then there were times where you just looked at Joe Smith's face. You know, he was getting beaten up in there. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. It, uh, you know, it was tough to see. You know, it, it was almost kind of like, Everyone found out that that was my lock of the week, and everybody just mailed it in. Yeah, yeah. you know, Joe, Joe, Joe Smith was like, I, th- "Yeah, this, this fight's in the bag." Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say you you lent to that. I'm surprised that they didn't go there, right? Yeah. And say, "Yeah, this is Pacifico's boxing's lock of the week." So what are we doing? Well, here, you know, ESPN they they don't like to give anybody any credit. You know, like yeah. uh, you know, Pacifico's boxing or Canelo. You know, they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna give us our props. Yeah. I'm just like I said, man. I uh, I like the guy, of course. Yeah. You know, like I said, but I just I don't. He does not need right an entire um, broadcasting company and their announcers completely pulling for mm-hmm. him. It's like a game of tug or rope, and you know those guys are all yeah. you know on his side. You know, well, and and they're giving us the tough sell. Joe Smith Jr. D- didn't look he, whether he won or not. Didn't look yeah. good in this fight. You know, no. it, it doesn't get me to say. You know what? Joe Smith has a shot against Peter Biev. No. Actually, the exact opposite. Yeah. I feel like he's going to get blown out. I, I concur 100%, yeah. Rick. That's what I thought when I was watching this. As much as I like him, uh-huh. now I I'm, I actually would like to see him get beat only because for Andre Ward and yeah. Timothy Bradley, right? Because he, I'm going to tell you right now, he stands zero chance uh-huh. of beating Peter Biev. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. Uh, now I'm exaggerating, but here's the thing, man. Beater, they're both kind of straight in your face, but Biev is a lot more skilled yeah. than Joe Smith is. Mm-hmm. Joe Smith is like very mechanical, straightforward, throw punches, throw the big right, and against Biev, not going to happen. Yeah, no. Um, he get, in fact, he gets knocked out. He gets knocked out early, I yeah. believe. You know, it, within four or five rounds. I don't know about early, but I yeah. but I do think he gets knocked out. Yeah. I think all it showed, you know, we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago with Virgil Ortiz Jr., right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was he exposed? No, Virgil Ortiz Jr. wasn't exposed. He just fought a guy yeah. um, that was highly skilled. It was the best fighter at, at the time. 
and and he took care of business. In this case, Joe Smith was exposed. Yeah. Right? He was exposed. Back in the day, Joe Smith Jr. would kind of be like a kind of like a club fighter. Yeah. Right? And and he's fortunate to be in this division, right, where there's not all of these fighters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I it just was really frustrating, man, listening listening to those guys. Yeah, no, it was just um it wasn't a good effort. It, it almost kind of, kind of, he overlooked Vlasov and, um, or maybe he just got old overnight. Well, I don't know about that. I think that, I think that he, you know, again, he overlooked them because yeah. they basically said, Hey, yeah, we need you to show up and yeah. we're going to, we're going to give you the, this belt on Saturday night. Yeah. Right. I got to do is go 12 rounds and, and it's pretty much yours because we've got this huge fight coming up with Artur Biterbiev that we mm-hmm. I mean, so I didn't like it. Yeah. I thought it was ridiculous. Now, was it an entertaining fight? Yes. Yeah. Good fight to watch from a boxing fan's perspective. But yeah, not not but shocker that Andre Ward and mm-hmm. these guys were just <laughs> way lopsided, man. Yeah. What else we got, Rick? Uh well the, the whole card was actually um there were a lot of uh knockouts um in the undercard. Um FA Ajagba. Yeah, you know, had a really impressive knockout, one punch knockout over Brian Howard. Yes, uh, Jared Anderson continued his knockout yep. streak, um, but also uh, I want to talk fight. about this fight, yeah. which is early in the uh, in the telecast. Yeah, uh, Jeremiah Milton. Yeah, and so he knocks out uh, Javon Daphne, and he hits him with a punch, yeah. and he's the kind of the guy, the guy. He's completely out on his feet, leaning up against the ropes, arms to his side. And he goes in and he's going to throw another punch. Yeah. But sees that the guy is just completely done, mm-hmm. looks at the ref, and then, like, you need to stop this fight. Yeah. It took the ref another three seconds to go in there and stop the fight. Yeah. He didn't throw the last punch. Yeah, exactly. And and um, and if and if everyone listening, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, um, look it up. Look yeah. it up on YouTube, however you can. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, complete sportsmanship. Yeah. Okay. By not finishing that fight, most fighters, by the way, Rick, would have completely decked the guy. Well, same situation. Yeah, Ivan Drago. Yeah, that's right. Had, that's right. You know, Apollo Creed up against the ropes. He, he saw what he happened. He did not take that punch. No, no, he didn't. And most fighters, right? And, and that's a good point. Yeah. And you saw what happened. And I'll tell you what: the same thing would have happened in this particular yeah. fight because this is a big dude. The guy's uh, completely defenseless, right? Yeah. It's and again, now what's going to happen to the referee? Nothing. But that referee should be suspended. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, his 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 license as a referee, if that's what they have, should be revoked, right? Yeah. For about, I'm I'm gonna say six months for that decision. He could have had a guy killed, Rick. Yeah, no, for, it's, for the decision he did. He's look. I mean, think about that, right? It was the fighter that had to have the presence of mind, right, yeah. to stop the assault yeah. on his opponent because he knew that he was defenseless and he knew that it just wouldn't have. You talk about like I don't know. Um, you know, the, like the humanitarian award. Yeah, that guy right there wins the humanitarian award. No, yeah, he he had a clear shot. You know, he hits him with that shot. You know, the guy. You know, he's going down in a heap. Yeah. Um, you know, it'll be replayed forever. But you know, great job for him. You know, not taking that last. Ricky, punch. The he guy was he, out. he literally could have killed him. Yeah. It is that bad. It yeah. is that bad. Okay. So yeah, I mean, kudos. Um, I forget his name. Who's the the, uh, the Jer- Jeremiah? Um, I had the nickname. Yeah, Jeremiah Dreamland Milton. Yeah, kudos to Jeremiah Dreamland Milton, right? Who did mm-hmm. the right thing? I'm telling you, Rick. Most fighters in that situation would have said, "The hell with it! 
Yeah. I'm going to make some highlight reel. I'm going to take this guy out. He was cognizant enough and aware enough, right? And yeah. to, to understand the situation, it's like, look, this guy's out, right? Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for me to, and the referee just sitting there like a casual observer, <laughs> right? Like, like waiting for the knock. He wanted yeah. to see the guy. Yeah, that's not you your know. role, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, that is a situation. If I'm a promoter, if I am, um, that fight was on ESPN, right? Uh-huh. That guy's suspended. That guy's out. Mm-hmm. Forget about six months, yeah. right? They're just unbelievable. And, but yeah. Oh, oh and, and then one last thing about this card. Yeah. Uh, I think I texted you that same night. They had 500 people in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Why yeah. are you holding a card in Tulsa, Oklahoma with 500 people? Yeah. What's the point of that? Yeah. What's the point of 500 yeah. people when they're, when they're hosting, like, what is it, like 40,000 in Texas? Yeah. Right? Yeah. For the Canelo yeah. fight. Or, or, um, you know, full capacity at Rangers yeah. games. Yeah, that's right. You know, in Texas. That's right. Right. Different state, yeah. though, you know? Yeah. You know, but... But it's just north. Then, then don't have it in, in, in Oklahoma. Yeah, like, that's you know, ridiculous. So who get, Imagine that. Like, who gets who gets to go? Yeah. Is that like a lottery for the 500? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? Yeah, it it just didn't make much sense. He, it made no sense at all. Yeah. yeah, the 500 staggered people. I like when, you know, Vaslov was leaving the fight. A lot of people were there. Mm-hmm. You know, giving him, you know, showing him their appreciation and respect. Yeah, uh, yeah man, I'm I'm sorry. That fight, if you know, they're not going to do it, but they should run that fight over again. Yeah, Veslov, I, I, you know, it was one fourteen, one fourteen, right? And then the two judges had it one fifteen, one thirteen, which I get, but that fight should have been a draw. Yeah, no, it, it was it was good enough to have a draw, but it, it uh, you know. Uh, a lot of money lost if 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 they don't give the uh, belt to uh, Joe Smith. That's exactly right, Rick, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Um, another card, um, the Showtime card, uh, Jerron Boots Enos. Yes, um, he yes. knocks out uh, Sergey Lipinets in the uh, sixth round. Yes, uh, very impressive uh, victory. Um, I I thought uh, Enos looked great. Um, Lipinets, you know, after the second or third round, his face was already pretty swollen up, yes. beaten up. And, um, you know, good statement fight. Yeah, and Lipinets is no um, – um, Garcia beat him, right? Uh-huh. For the champ, I think, fought at 140, if I'm not mistaken, unless they fought at 147. But um, here's the thing, man, is I think – and by the way, if you look over to your right, Rick, I finally got the Ring Magazine uh, uh, all, all 2020 awards. Okay. You see that edition right there yeah. to your right? Yeah, I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just came in. Yeah, yeah. Go figure. Um, a March edition or whatever. But why do I why do I mention that? Um, that was their prospect of the year. Twenty twenty prospect of the year mm-hmm. was Jaron Enos Boots. Yeah. And so I actually agree with them on that. The guy's amazing, Rick. The guy is scary. He is going to be the boogeyman at one forty seven. Unfortunately, yeah. he is with PBC. Yeah. Right. So that's what's going to be tough because there he is stuck with all those other welterweights with, mm-hmm. you know, your favorite Keith one-time Thurman, yeah. Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. And so what are they going to do, right? And we already know how they handle their their fighters. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, and, and, and this wouldn't be a good fight for either one of them, but imagine a Jaron Enos against Virgil Ortiz Jr., yeah. man. Yeah, and, and I think um, more people are talking about that fight. Mm-hmm. Than the Spence Crawford fight right now, unfortunately, yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it's uh, yeah, you've got two both both twenty three years old, yeah, both you know, very impressive fighters right now, um, but uh, yeah, Enos Enos looked really good, you know, uh, Lipinets, um, his only other loss um, was to uh, Mikey Garcia, right, 
You know, yeah, that and was um, that was Mikey it. Garcia wasn't able to knock him out. And... Mikey Garcia said that guy was tough. Yeah. Remember that when he was here live? Yeah. He had some yeah. very choice words, but not choice as in bad, but yeah. very choice words as in very um, appreciative, right? Yeah. Um, of of Lipinets. Yeah. You know, how tough he was. The, the hardest part about Enos is going to be getting opponents for him. Yeah. You know, fast. That's the problem. Fast, lefty. Big at the welterweight division, right? right. You know he's tough. Well, it's not going to happen. Yeah. That's the thing, Rick. It's not. It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. You know, um, you know. Does Golden Boy? Well, it's PBC first of all. Yeah. So that enough said. Yeah. Who's PBC going to fight outside? And okay. The the other part is, you know, are they going to throw him to the? You know, going to give him the Danny Garcias? Are they going to give him the? Uh, no, they're not. The although Keith I would Thurmans. love, I would love to see that fight. Yeah. I would love to see the Danny <laughs> Garcia fight. Somebody finally put an end to that career. Yeah. Um. I. You know, Keith Thurman. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really good fight. But again, he's not going to do that. Meaning Al Heyman, because too much of a risk. Yeah. For both fighters, mm-hmm. right? For both Thurman and for uh, for for uh, Boots. Um. Enos, I, I, yeah, I tell you, man. But again, you look around. So if there was no, none of this, uh, you know, promotional boundaries, yeah. right? You fight Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence Jr., right? Yeah. Two guys in their prime, two guys considered the very best at 147. Rarely happens, Rick. Yeah. How often do you get two fighters undefeated in their prime, considered the very best, fight each other? Yeah, you know, pro- rare. Pro- probably the last time was uh, De La Hoya Trinidad. De La Hoya Trinidad was yeah. probably the last time. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's at the 147, and, and I think they were both 28 at that time. Right, you know, just it, in their prime, yeah. and, you know, and it lived up. Right, it was controversial mm-hmm. to this day. It's controversial, um, and it's unfortunate, right? So that fight should happen, and then you got yeah, Jaron Enos, who could fight a number of fighters, yeah. Porter, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Keith Thurman, right? Yeah. Why not Danny Garcia? There's so many dang fights. But I'll tell you what, Rick, that guy's scary. No, I yeah. love that guy. I told you a couple year ago, a year ago, I mm-hmm. think. I called it. I called the uh, the prospect of the year. Yeah. I said this guy's the real deal, man. A couple no. years ago on Showtime. Yeah, no, no. He 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 definitely looked uh, really good. He was impressive in this fight. Yep. And uh yeah, the toughest part is gonna be getting guys that want to fight him and um well, there's no yeah. one around. I mean, if you're Golden Boy, do you throw out Rashidi Ellis? No. There's no way. Yeah, you know, right? There's no way. Yeah. You can't, right? You can't yeah. throw out a Rashidi. You know, it's not going to happen. Do, do you do you put out an Alex Rocha who yeah. lost the Rashidi Ellis? Yeah, probably not. You know, I don't think the, the money's so, going to be there to do that. You're going to get, yeah. um, you know, just another loss. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to have to find some guys within uh, PBC that are going to be willing to uh, – to fight him. Yeah. Good luck. Uh yeah. You know, tough Philadelphia fighter. Yeah. You know, it uh yep. the fighting city of Philadelphia. The Blue Horizon. Yeah. They used to show fights, man, at the Blue Horizon on yeah. USA, Rick. A little before your time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh yeah, you know, it um let's see who, What who, else we got, Rick? What we, other action over the weekend? We've got uh on that card, uh quickly, uh Evan Holyfield. Yeah. Uh got to uh five and oh. Okay. Uh or actually six and oh. Um Holyfield's uh, son. Yeah. And um, the other card was the uh, Connor Ben Samuel yes. Vargas fight. Yes. Um, he knocked out Samuel Vargas in the first round. Yes. Um, Connor Ben is the uh, son of uh, Nigel Ben. Yep. Nigel, where have you been? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, Connor Ben also, he's called out, uh, he wants to fight Amir Khan. Of course. Um, All the English guys do. Yeah. You know, so he's got uh, the he name. Said, Still got the name. Yeah, you know, he, he said he wants to retire Amir Khan. 
Uh, Mir Khan yeah. basically was like, uh, no thanks. Uh, maybe if he had belts, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, he also called out uh, Sean Porter, Adrian yeah. Broner as yeah. possible opponents. Right. Um, but uh, you know, impressive fight. Yeah. And um, you know, Samuel Vargas usually a, a, a tough out, but yeah. uh, he was got him in the first round. Uh-huh. Um, on the on this undercard mm-hmm. was. Uh, you know, fight I wanted you to, you know, pay attention to. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was Shannon Courtenay yes. versus uh, Ebony Bridges. Yes. And, um, you know, for those that haven't seen, you know, this fight, Ebony Bridges, she got, you know, big, huge, swole, looked like a plum Yeah. The, for for an eye. Where it's completely, huh? sh- completely shut. Yeah. Completely purple. Yeah, pretty disgusting. Yeah, she's... um. Very easy on the eyes, yes. though, right? Yeah. Prior to the fight. Yeah. Probably more what she's known for than anything else, uh-huh. right? Um, unfortunately, in this case, her boxing skill sets don't match, yeah. right? The um, the exterior, right? Appreciation. And, so. Yeah. And so th- this one was for the vacant WBA world female bantamweight title. Yes, for a championship. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. You can check it out. Aesthetics yeah. versus, you know, skill set type of deal, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, th- those were the results from this past weekend. All right. Well, there you go. Again, you know, some good fights. And I'll say it again. You know, Joe Smith Jr., great. You won. But, yeah, completely lost. I don't think he had to have done anything yeah. other than just show up to win the fight. And it's going to prove itself out, Rick, when they try to put him and upgrade his opponent like a beater BF. Yeah. He's going to be exposed. He was this fight. I love you, Joe Smith. I like watching you fight, but give me a break. Yeah. You know, this guy Vaslov, who's waited, you know, his whole career to get a championship fight. It's like little did he know, right? Yeah, no shot. Go in, yeah, with his end. Yeah. This was one of those fights, by the way, where, you know, I, I seriously think Joe Smith could have knocked them down four or five times, you know, in that fight. Uh-huh. And the announcers would have said, remember, it's not a mandatory 10-8 just because a fighter goes down, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It yeah. all depends. If, if the guy that goes down and gets off the canvas ends up dominating the round or winning, mm-hmm. you have to score a 10-9. That's the kind of stuff you would have heard. Or we could have had a, uh, you know, like, um, what was the the, the two heavyweights? Uh, Dillian White situation. Yes, yes, yes. Where you yes. Know, Joe Smith loses this fight. That's right, run it back. Immediate re- rematch right. a month and a half. That's now. right, yeah, run it back. Yeah, yeah. So, some, something went wrong, and yeah. you would have heard Joe Smith wasn't ready, didn't train right. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the world of boxing, folks. Um, We will be right back, talk about what's coming up this week. Big, big Saturday of fights. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Fonzo Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Um, All right, Rick, so we got a pretty good week of boxing coming up on Mm -hmm. Saturday. Pretty good card. Yeah, um, I'll start with the uh, you know the, the real boxing. Yeah, uh, Demetrius Andrade versus uh, Liam Williams. Yes, for the WBO middleweight title. Yes, and this will be in Hollywood, Florida, and on DAZN. Yeah, and he's fighting um, Liam the Machine mm-hmm. Williams, right? One of your favorite UK guys, the guys with the tough chin. Yeah, um, his only two losses are to Liam Smith. Um, I don't Be- see this Beefy Smith. Yes, yeah. that's right. I don't see this being. Uh, Highly contested, no. right? Um, but be that as it may, I, we're going to get to see him in action. He's been talking mm-hmm. a lot, obviously. He's not favored a, a, a whole bunch, by the way. Only uh, uh, o- only minus three forty five. Yeah. I thought it was like yeah, that's about three to one. 
Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if you look at the percentages, they're saying there's a 77% chance he wins. So it's not completely lopsided. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. He still is favored. Like I said earlier, I didn't realize that. He was uh, from Providence, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Demetrius Andre. It's interesting, right? I'm looking at his resume. He hasn't fought a whole lot of guys, right? No. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you any of. Uh, he fought a guy named Willie Nelson. That's that's the most recognizable <laughs> name that I see. Yeah. <laughs> he was always on his mind, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, one of the fighters that I recognized, right, who happens to be mm-hmm. one of our favorite fighters, uh, he fought Vanes Matisha Ryan. Okay. He fought Vanes Matisha Ryan um, in back in – what year was that? I got to look at the year, but it was a split decision. And this 2013. Was, yeah, and Vanes actually um, – decked him, had him in the canvas on the first round. Mm-hmm. And then and then uh Demetrius beat him by a split decision. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not super impressed yet with Demetrius Andre. Now he's gonna tell you he hasn't fought anybody because nobody wants to fight him. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he's right, mm-hmm. but be that as it may, he has nobody on his resume, man. Yeah, no, um I, I think he wins this one because um you know Liam Williams, you know, he's Really, never fought uh, out of out of the UK. You know, all of his fights have been in the UK. Yeah. Um, I think one fight when he was nine and zero in Germany. Every other fight's been in the UK. Um, you come over to the US. Um, it's going to be tough um, for him to fight uh, Demetrius, Demetrius Andre. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of talking. He's mm-hmm. been doing a lot of talking. Meaning uh, Liam Williams has, by the way. Yeah. And so Andre is talking about. You know, hopefully he's um, backs up his talk. You know. Yeah. But he still wants, you know, he's looking for Canelo. He's looking for Triple G. He's looking for Charlo. He's looking for Saunders. <laughs> he's looking for any of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. You know, he holds the WBO version of the 160-pound championship, right? We can only hope that after Canelo clears out the 168, that he comes down and clears out the 160, you know, um, pound division, which really... I want to see him fight Charlo. Yeah. Other than Billy Joe Saunders, like I said, that's the one fight that I think Canelo um, would would have a, a little bit of an issue with. But Demetrius, boo boo, Andre, Rick. Uh-huh. So that's fine. And yeah. he's thirty three, by the way, Rick. No spring chicken. No, you know, uh, kind of uh, seems like uh, he started late, and you know, it just doesn't have the the name recognition, you know, as as some other fighters, and that's probably why the odds aren't yeah um, a little bit wider. He's left. He's a southpaw. Mm-hmm. He's slick. He's tall. You know, we'll see. Yeah. No, you so, know, um, maybe he fights him. Like, maybe that's a guy. After Canelo, um, I think, is going to beat Saunders. Uh-huh. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks when he gets closer. And if he gets by Caleb Plant, maybe that's the first guy he he, he fights at 160, Demetrius Andre. Yeah, no, that that, that would definitely be a, a, a good fight. Yep. What else um, we got, Rick? This weekend we've got the uh, the Triller pay per view. Yeah, we've got Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Yes, uh, they're fighting in the cruiserweight division. Uh, Jake Paul, you know, coming off of his uh, knockout of uh, uh, what was it, Nate Nate Robinson? Yes, basketball player. Um, and at least so now Askren's he, a fighter. Yeah, you know, at least you know he he fights MMA, but uh, you know we'll see how this one goes. Um, the the biggest fight. You know, on this card, that's actually you know two professionals, Regis yeah. Prograde, yeah, and Ivan Redcatch. Yes, you know, yes. Um, I think I'm going to make this my lock of the week. I think yeah. Regis Prograde gets by 
Ivan uh, Redcatch you wow. know, pretty easily. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They don't even have it listed on the, yeah, on, no, on the boxing odds. So the there odds you are, go. You know, um, I, I want to take Andre, huh? Yeah I, yeah, I could do that one as well. You know, uh, What's your is it, Rick? What's your luck of the week? Uh, I'll, I'll go with Regis Progre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, you, that's fine. We've, we, we've got, uh, you know, Andre, who, who, you know, never fights out of Providence. Everybody and, needs a stay busy fight. Yeah. And a stay and, busy pick for and, you. And, uh, you know, I think I learned my lesson with the Joe Smith pick from last week. Yeah, that was a little close, man. Yeah. It was a little um, close. Also on the undercard, we've got Steve Cunningham, who was a replacement for uh, Antonio Tarver. Yeah. He's going to fight Frank Mir. Yeah. So another MMA guy versus boxing. Yeah. Uh, usually doesn't go too well for the uh, the MMA the guys. MMA guy. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, Triller did a great job with the uh, Roy Jones-Mike Tyson fight, just with the mm-hmm. entire production of it, right? Yeah. They had the music. They had the right breaks. We had very little Mario Lopez. Hopefully we get, you know, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, oh back. my gosh, yeah. yeah. Snoop Dogg absolutely made that card yeah. with his, uh, you know, the color commentating when he went in there, right, uh, immediately with it looks like his, you know, looked like his uncle's fighting at his, at a, at his backyard barbecue, yeah. right? Amazing. So, <laughs> anyways, what's next, Rick? Um, then in, in uh, Los Angeles, uh, yes. on Fox, we've got Tony Harrison versus Bryant Perella. Yes. Uh, a couple junior middleweights. Yes. Um, kind of an uneventful, an uneventful uh, card here. Yeah, but, you know, remember, right, Tony Harrison is the one who beat the 154-pound mm-hmm. version of Jer uh, Mal Charla with yeah. an E, right? So I, I think this is his first fight since losing that fight, which was here in Ontario, California, by the way, yeah. Rick. I got a chance to go watch that fight live. So I like Tony Harrison. Um mm-hmm. Did an amazing job in the first fight against Charlo, and he was fighting pretty good in the second fight, by the way. Yeah. And so, stopped, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm and, and I'm looking forward to hopefully him having a good uh, showing mm-hmm. and maybe making some more noise in the 154 pound division. Yeah, no, yeah, de- uh, definitely. Um, you know, maybe a rematch with uh, Jared Hurd. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's a guy we haven't heard in a while, yeah. man. Is Jared Hurd? Where's Jared Hurd been? Yeah, I, I think his. Um, I, I think I remember his 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 dad passing away not too long ago. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, he nothing scheduled yet, uh, but uh, yeah, his last fight was uh, January twenty fifth, uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I love that guy. Yeah. Another, I mean, he lost right up upset. Hmm. Um, and that's it for the schedule of this weekend. You know, if if we want to get into the news. Yeah. Um. I want to just one one quick thing on mm-hmm. Jared uh, on Jared Swift heard. When did you say he fought? Yeah, he fought back in two thousand twenty. Yeah. That's right. Against yeah, and he's the one. Of course, he lost to Julian Williams. Yeah, um, who then lost the championship right to um, to Jason Rosario, mm-hmm. right? And then Jason Rosario, of course, lost a fight back to Jermel Charlo <laughs> yeah. to win that 154 pound championship. The fight that we never got to see 154, of course, was Jared Hurd and Jermel Charlo. Yeah, still the fight that we want to see. Yeah, no. Hopefully, hopefully we get it. Um, you know, Char- Charlo eventually is going to run out of, uh, you know, guys to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. So let's uh, so let's move on, Rick. So what okay. do we got going on again? So three good cards coming up this yeah. weekend. Um, what else is going on? Let's get so, into the world of boxing news. Yeah. Uh, so Evander Holyfield is uh, decided he's going to fight Kevin McBride June fifth. Yeah. Another yeah. Triller fight, and it'll be on the uh, Team of Fimo Lopez undercard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that at all, man. Yeah. I don't get that at all. 
You know, I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, you know, there was yeah. all that inf- news about uh, Tyson turning down twenty five million to fight yeah. Holyfield. Maybe it's because he's trying to do him a favor, man. Yeah, you oh, know, Holyfield doesn't sound good. He, he sounds horrible. Yeah, right. Sounds. I mean, he's like he's talking into you know, like he's got a, a paper bag and he's muffled. Yeah. and I, I feel bad, right? It's clearly for the money. He's fifty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not give me a break, you know. Not to mention Kevin McBride. Like, where's he been, and how they find the guy? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be interesting to know. Like, what was he up to these days? Yeah, well, he was right? one of the first guys to pop up after uh, Tyson had his fight with Roy Jones, saying, yeah. you know, hey, I'll give him a rematch. Yeah, yeah. Of course he would. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, the uh, Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury. Yeah, uh, should have a deal soon. Uh, they exchanged figures on Sunday, and um, right now Saudi Arabia is the front runner for that fight. Rick, is it not time we just stop talking about that until something happens? Yeah, you know, I uh, mean, you talk about an event, right, that just keeps going and mm-hmm. going, and and here, I mean, you know what I mean? It's going to be twenty twenty two. Yeah, before that fight is made. Yeah, when is it going to get done at this point? Yeah, it's supposed to be this week. You know, I think uh, Tyson Fury had some kind of. Uh, they had a, they signed the deal, but yeah. it had to be done within thirty days. Yeah. And then Tyson Fury was doing a, a countdown, like, "Hey, we've got three days left, two days left, yeah. one day, one day left. Yeah. We've got to have something done." And to now, you know, he's he's saying that uh, everything's pointing in the right direction, and that uh, yeah, they're going to get a fight this week. Remember, he stopped training. He said, "I'm done training," yeah. and then he's back to training. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been one of the most painful processes in the history of trying to make a fight. Right. Never mind Deontay Wilder. Like this is just ridiculous, yeah, man. It's over and over. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, Oscar Oscar Valdez, uh, Jamal Herring. Yeah. It's supposed to be the next fight. Um, you know, I think the big issue right now is are they going to have to give uh, Shakur Stevenson step aside money? Is are they going to have to relinquish one of the titles just to have the fight? Uh, Jamal Herring said, you know, he's basically not ducking Stevenson. Yeah. But the bigger money fight is Oscar Valdez. The bigger money fight is Oscar Valdez. Mm-hmm. The bigger name fight is Oscar Valdez. Yeah. And the less risk for Jamal Herring is yeah. Oscar Valdez, right? Now, that being said, right, that's not dismissing or, you know, minimizing Oscar Valdez at all. In fact, mm-hmm. I'll have Os- Oscar Valdez favored in that fight against Jamal Herring. But I think that Shakur Stevenson, right, uh, beats Herring easily. Yeah. Okay, easily. Whereas Oscar Valdez, again, masterful performance, virtuoso performance against Miguel Burchelt is going to have to do something similar. Same thing like Frampton, Rick. Valdez comes in the much shorter fighter. Yeah. Much shorter. Right now, I think, however, Valdez is a little bigger. He's going to be a little, more, a little bit more game than Frampton. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I, I think that's a good fight. Yeah, no, no. Looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, but, you know, Valdez will be, uh, will be favored and... Uh, you know, but there is that height difference. Yeah. And I don't think you'd be favored by much. Yeah. No. Right? Because, I mean, what's Valdez? No. All of 5'6", five, 5'7"? Five, yeah. And, you know, and Herring has actually looked, you know, pretty good since moving over to uh, Terrence Crawford's trainer. Yeah. Yeah. I think he looked okay. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I think he looked okay against, you know, against a little guy, man. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't think he looked great. Yeah, I think he did what he. I mean, the guy's five ten, Rick. Yeah, fighting a guy whose best days were at you know one hundred twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. It, but even that, the fights before that, he looked he looked pretty good. Um, we've got uh, 
Javante Davis, he posted on his Instagram that uh, he'll be fighting uh, Mario Barrios. And, um, you know, he's starting to receive a lot of criti- criticism for cherry picking his uh, opponents. Yeah. Just going back, I was looking at Valdez's height. He's five, five and a half. Oh, wow. So he's not that much taller than Frampton. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But he's a lot more game. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, Gervonta Davis, Mario Barrios. Yeah, that yeah. fight's at 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, listen, Mario Barrios holds a version of the WBA yeah. championship, right? Yeah. So what do you want, right? Yeah. He's at least fighting somebody who's recognized, who's a champion. Mario Barros is no slouch. And, and and he's moving all the way up to 140. Yeah. And he was getting criticism for, you know, dropping down and wait and fighting somebody smaller than him. Now, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly guy. right. I mean, we gave him a hard time for that. So now he's fighting El Azteca. Mario Barrios is undefeated. Yeah. Okay. Super lightweight. Um, I mean, he's 26 and 0, 65 percent knockout. Uh, 140 pounds. I mean, what do you want him to do? Yeah. You know? Hasn't, yeah, he beat Ryan Carl in his last fight. I was at the Alamo Dome. But, yeah, I don't, I think it's a good fight. I think that's fine. I think uh, Davis is probably going to be favored against that. Are you saying that fight is made or they are talking about making that fight? Javante uh, Davis was posting on his Instagram that, uh, that that'll be the next fight for him. I see. So he's already starting the promotion and then yeah, uh, with the expectation that uh, later this week we'll, We'll get more information on when that fight will be. Yeah. I mean, certainly, again, right, of course, at 140 pounds, you talk 140 pounds, it's Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor, okay? Yeah. But at least in Mario Barrios, it is a legitimate 140-pound fighter, okay? Yeah. He's been fighting at 140 pretty much all the way back since 2017, okay? So you're talking, you know, he's got about 10 fights at 140, yeah. So this is not a you know a, an oversized Leo Santa Cruz here, Rick. You know it's a legitimate 140 pound champion, and I think that this makes for a pretty decent fight. Yeah. No. No. Look, looking forward to it, and it, it would it would make him a champion in the three different divisions at the same time. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. hey, listen, I can give you you know you want to talk about somebody who won a belt in another division, and and we don't really talk about the opponents. Sugar Ray Leonard be Donnie Lalonde. Okay. <laughs> For the light heavyweight championship, Canadian Donnie Lalonde. Okay. We don't remember that, right? Yeah. We, but it still counts as a championship, Rick. So I'm all for it. And I think this is a fight. If you're Mario Barrios, you want this fight. Yeah. You absolutely want this fight. El Azteca, all day long, man. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So we've got uh, Akhmadayev. Yes. Um, and Ronnie Rios. Um, the WBA and the W or the IBF are ordering uh, that fight. Yes. Um, you know, Ronnie Rios is the WBA gold champion. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think he's, because he has that gold belt, the IBF doesn't have him ranked or he'd be one or two <laughs> in that division. Yeah, he's not, yeah, the IBF doesn't rank one or two. Yeah. yeah. You have to earn that. You could be number three, but you can't be one or two. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, you know, that, that'll be a good fight, but, you know, I'm still waiting for uh, the, the Daniel Roman uh, rematch. Yeah, that's just so disappointing. That he's yeah. still not giving Daniel Roman, and I know you have a little bit of Danny Roman news. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna we'll get into that here in a little bit. But okay. yeah, I mean, I think yeah, he, I mean, he's gonna beat Ronnie Rios. Yeah, more than likely. I shouldn't say that. I like Ronnie Rios. That's the brother of Alex Rocha. Uh-huh. Um, unless there's another one, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's like he needs. He should have given Danny Roman a rematch. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully, Ron. I, honestly, hopefully Ronnie Rios beats him because Ronnie Rios would fight Danny Roman. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, it should, should be a good fight. Um, we've got uh, 
Terrence Crawford said uh, his trainer said he's fighting uh, on June fifth yeah. in the Middle East. Uh, Pacquiao's a possibility. Uh, said that it wouldn't be Porter, but there's possibly um, someone that people aren't expecting, and rumors are that it would be Keith Thurman. Oh, which your you know, guy, your yeah. guy Keith, one time Thurman. One time, yeah. yeah. Keith, for some reason, you're, you you haven't taken a well, liking to him. If, yeah. if that fight is made, yeah, you know. This will be the one time I see Thurman again. <laughs> I'm a big Keith one-time Thurman uh-huh. fan, Rick, yeah. right? You know that. Uh-huh. I was pulling for him when we were watching him against Manny Pacquiao. If he doesn't go down in round one, he uh-huh. wins that fight. He was dominating Manny Pacquiao, even coming off of major sol- uh, shoulder injury, uh-huh. Rick. Um, I know you said, who was the fight? Josecito Lopez, yeah. right? Yes, he got clocked, but he also clocked Josecito Lopez, I like Keith one-time Thurman. I would love to see that fight uh-huh. against Crawford. I would. Now, you know, if I was a betting man, do I put it on Keith one-time Thurman? Not, probably no. not. Not sure. But I'll tell you what, man. If he comes in ready yeah. and he comes in focused, I, I give him a shot. Yeah. I really do. The guy knows how to fight. And that's as good a fight. Again, if he's not going to – by the way, that should not even be plan B. Yeah. Okay, plan B is Pacquiao. I don't need to see Crawford <laughs> against a 42-year-old. We talked about yeah. that already. I want to see Crawford. I want to see a De La Hoya, Trinidad, right? 1980, was that 87? Yeah. All I got to do, 1999, what am I talking about? Yeah. 1999, undefeated welterweights in their prime, very yeah. rarely happens, right? Tommy Hearns, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. right? Same kind of fight. Anybody else that Crawford fights, I can almost care less. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, if he doesn't get a Pacquiao, he doesn't get a Thurman, and he doesn't get a, you know, a, another a few of the names that, that were thrown out there, a, yeah. a, a Danny Garcia, a Mikey Garcia, you know, who's going to go to Saudi Arabia to watch this thing? Well, no one's going to, yeah. They, yeah. they pay a ton of money to, to yeah. do those fights there. But no, it's all about, right, it's, yeah. it's all about television. You're right. Yeah. But they're going to trust me. They don't need fans over there yeah. to make money. Okay. They're the, they're, yeah, just the fact that they're hosting it uh-huh. there, buckets, of, buckets of, money of money there, Rick. Oh, yeah. Um, and then one last uh, tidbit of news, uh, Elwin Soto. He signed a co-promotion with uh, Matchroom. Yeah. Um, he's currently with Zanfer. Um and uh, he was formerly with Golden Boy. He won his title uh, out at the Fantasy Springs against uh, Angel Acosta. Yeah. So you are you surprised by that move that he's uh, leaving Golden Boy? Yeah. You know, I, I felt like uh, you know they they gave him that 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 fight with uh, it was a fight I think he was losing against Angel Acosta. Yeah. And then he caught uh, Acosta. It was a quick stoppage. Yeah. Um, Acosta didn't go down. Um, and there was no rematch. Right. So, and that was you it. Know, it. Uh, you know, interesting that he left. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, maybe there's more fights with him over with Matchroom. Hopefully, I mean, Matchroom at least you know is not afraid. Eddie Hearn is not afraid of putting his fighters out there. Yeah, he was still disappointed that uh, Ryan Garcia is not taking the Devin Haney fight. Mm-hmm. Right, Haney, of course, is going to fight Linares at the end of May. Um, a couple things, Rick, before we get to your stat of the week here. Yeah. Um, so there was some fights announced for the fifteenth. Of, yep. of May here in Southern California, right? We got Brandon, the babyface assassin, is going to be fighting Luis Neri. Okay? okay, that's shaping up to be a good card. Remember we talked about, we were just talking about uh, Akhmadielev. Mm-hmm. The 122-pound division is loaded, right? Yep. Absolutely loaded. We got Stephen Fulton. 
who just won the championship, who holds the WBO belt. We got uh, Akhmad Dielev, who holds the IBF, of course, who beat Danny Roman and is refusing to give him a rematch, which is chicken bleep. Um, Akhmad Dielev also holds a version of the WBA. And then you got Brandon Figueroa, um, who holds a version of the WBA, and then Ronnie Rios, who you mm -hmm. mentioned. So Rios is going to be fighting Neary, who is the only WBC champion. That's going to be a heck of a fight. And yeah. then you said you had some news here with Danny Roman, right? Yeah, Danny Roman's going to fight, um, I believe, on that same card, uh, May yeah. 15th. That's at awesome. At the D Dignity Sports. Uh, they just haven't center. named the opponent? Yeah, no, not yet. So you're hoping, right, that that being the case, that they're setting that up so that, you know, the winner of the Roman fight fights the winner of the Neary and Brandon Figueroa. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that would be hope something? So, yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, man, I, you know, we're going to be at that same place, right, mm -hmm. two weeks prior to that, May 1st, God willing, uh, for the Ruiz-Ariola fight. So yeah. once tickets go on sale, Rick, we're there for that one as well, man. Yeah. No. The 122-pound division is loaded. Don't, and, you know, you still got, you know, he's fighting, by the way, in a week or two, uh, Michael, uh, Irish, uh, Irish Michael Conlon. Yeah. He's ranked number one by the WBO at 122 pounds. He's fighting. Um, I think if he's not fighting this week, he's fighting a couple of weeks. You, you can you can check that out. So you got Michael Conlon, Danny Roman, Stephen Fulton, Ahmad Dielev, Brandon Figueroa, Ronnie Rios, Louis Neary. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, loaded division. You know, I think um, you know, like a lot of the divisions, welterweight, you know, um, lightweight, loaded divisions. We just got to start seeing the uh, the fight them starting to fight each other. Well, that and again, but that's yeah. the good thing. At least these guys yeah. are right. At least Lewis Neary is fighting Brandon yeah. Babyface Assassin Figueroa, who it's it's time. It's time for him. Both of these guys to step up. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Stephen Fulton, by the way, is probably the most talented of all of them. Yeah, of all of those guys in that division, um, I may rank Stephen Fulton near the top, but it's hard to say. But I would not underestimate the heart of Danny Roman. Yeah, no, um, you know, I think he gives everybody a, a, a tough time in this division, and you know, maybe that's why he's not uh, getting his rematch. No, that's exactly yeah. right. And I'm, I'm telling you, that is a division I can watch. Those guys can fight like every week for the mm -hmm. next whatever six months, and we'd be good in boxing if they could make fights at the 122 pound weight division. Yeah. Amazing division. Matter of fact, we should break that down maybe next week. All right, folks, we'll be right back with the stat of the week. Rick, I know you got something special. Yeah. And then we will wrap this up. Folks, we'll be right back. Don't miss it. All right, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Rick, everybody's favorite part of the show, stat of the week. What do we got, yeah, Rick? So for stat of the week, I'm going to go to uh, Joe Lewis. This is the 40-year uh, anniversary of his passing. Yes. Um. He was victorious in 25 consecutive title defenses. That's a record for all weight classes. Yes. Uh, Lewis also had the single, the longest single reign as champion of any boxer in history, and he held the world heavyweight title from 1937 to his uh, temporary retirement in 1949. Yeah, that's crazy. So what did you say, 25 successful title defenses yeah. in a row? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about that, right? I mean, first of all, if you think about it in today's context, right, yeah. where the Crawfords aren't fighting Spence and, right, all these fighters are Charlos, not fighting Canelo, and all these guys are avoiding yeah. each other. 
they didn't have that back then because that back then boxing, you know, it, it was um, you didn't get big payday, so they had to fight. Yeah. First of all, right? So yeah, sure it was a little different, but there was also a difference in the fighters, right? Mm -hmm. And so to do that for twenty five fights in a row, he was fighting everybody. Yeah. It wasn't just you know just fight. That's that's amazing. Thirty seven to forty nine. Um, of course, his biggest fight, right? So you're talking about is when he uh, when he beat Max Schmeling. Mm -hmm. That was his big fight. He lost the first time, by the way, to Mike, to Max Schmeling, and uh, and then he beat him when he fought the second time uh, in the rematch, which just made history, man. Yeah, which is a uh, it was about two years apart, yeah. but you know, in between, he fought about eleven fights. Yeah, you know, in, yeah, in, in in the two years. Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. 25 successful knockouts, man. Um, and by the way, I don't know if you have the exact number, but almost a lot of those 25 were almost all knockouts. Yeah. Right. You know, for, yeah, for the most part, there were there were a couple of decisions, but uh, yeah, you know, they were fighting the 15 rounds. Uh, yeah. I, I even see a 20 in there. <laughs> a couple 20s. Yeah, a couple 20 rounds. I mean, that was real fighting, man. I mean, yeah. you talk about, right, guys that, that really were going after it, you know? 11 years and eight months mm -hmm. is what that span is as far as how long he was a champion, you know? And then, of course, he came back because, again, in those days, right, they weren't getting a lot of money as fighters, right? If fighters feel underappreciated today so that, you know, he came back, you know, financial issues, and then he, he lost to Rocky Marciano, but it wasn't mm -hmm. the same. It wasn't the yeah, same no. Joe Lewis, man, you know? No, and I think the IRS was coming after him, so you know he he had to have those uh, those final few fights. Yeah, because the fact is, okay, um, you know, is in Marciano fans, you know, will 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 probably want to uh, you know throw uh, tomatoes at us, but the Brown Bomber in his prime, he beats Marciano, man. Yeah, no, yeah, without a doubt, you know, a legend, and uh, you know, just just fought nothing but. Um, you know, plenty of Hall of Famers. You know, it's an impressive list of uh, fighters. Oh yeah, no, the guy with the guy was the real yeah. deal, man. All right, Rick, there you go. Good stat of the week. All right, so we got a big Saturday coming up, mm -hmm. right? A lot of good fights, three good cards coming up. We're just a couple weeks away, Rick, from us finally making our return. I'm gonna remind fans. Hopefully, folks um, will remember. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna throw them one more bone, Rick. Yeah. Okay. I am going to announce in Instagram where we are sitting. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm gonna throw it out there one more time. You've got to come find us, and you got to tell us who we consider to be our favorite fighters. We're gonna throw one more bone, Rick. Who's your guy? Who's your fighter? Yeah, uh, Felix Trinidad. All right, yeah. and mine is Alexis Arguello. So there you go. If you come up and tell us, right, Felix Trinidad. Felix Tito Trinidad, mm -hmm. Alexis El Flaco Explosivo. You don't need to know their nicknames, folks. We know their mm -hmm. nicknames. Alexis Arguello, you get a Pacific Coast Boxing hoodie with our trademark logo. Rick, can't wait. Talk, can't wait. talk to you next week, man. See you next week. Protect yourself at all times, folks.